I've heard your your hard interview, Ben. Oh yes, I'm afraid <laughs> I'm going to go straight in there with a really tough question. In fact, you know what? That's a good it's a good time to segue into uh, the warning that I'm going to give you both a song request at the end, just to say thank you. So that's a good segue <laughs> to that. <laughs> Sorry, I know I put you on the spot a bit, so it is optional, obviously, but I'd, I'd like to say thank you a little bit. <laughs> Amazing. No, I've got a ton of song requests in my head at all times. Oh, perfect. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a playlist then, I think. Well, That's it, yeah, I'll email it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do, please do. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I, you know, I think this uh, this campaign really is uh, fantastic. And I was thinking a good way to start, perhaps, if I turn to yourself first of all, um, Ellie, just to talk chat a bit about the Lightyear Foundation and, and what you do. And then if it's okay with you yourself, Dr. Irene, I'll turn to you to talk a bit about, you know, your, your own experiences and also your, you know, fantastic research as well. So I don't know if you think that might that might work okay, but if, if you do, then Ellie, perhaps you could jump in and tell us a bit about uh, the Lightyear Foundation, the work that, you, that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So uh, Lightyear Foundation uh, breaks down barriers to disabled children accessing opportunities in STEM, uh, which is science, technology, engineering and maths. And we do that through working in schools, uh, in special schools with disabled children, um, and also through working more broadly with the STEM sector to help break down barriers to inclusion and accessibility in the workplace. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And because I can see, actually, I have got, uh, I have actually got some of the stats in front of me, um, and and it might be one of those areas that you know people need to be thinking a bit more about because there is a clear, um, there's a clear difference, isn't there, in the percentages of people that actually go into um, these sciences with these disabilities. So it's clearly something that needs attention, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So we know there's underrepresentation of disabled people in STEM across the board, but it's sort of particularly concerning that the figure for physics is so low, um, especially as data from three years ago suggests that at that time, 14% of professionals for the physical scientists, uh, physical sciences were disabled. And now we know that that's 7.7%. So I think that helps to kind of show how important projects like the role models program are. Yes, fantastic. And, uh, you know, on, on this subject, I think it's fantastic that we actually do have one of these role models with us today. So, Dr. Haroon, it's a very, very warm welcome to yourself. I wonder if you could tell us a bit about, you know, your own sort of um, experience um, entering science. You know, did you feel that you were a little bit held back when you were entering this area? Um, hi, Ben. Hi, everybody. It's it's wonderful to be on this programme. So, um, yeah, I started life in a special school. Um, that was just for disabled children. And we were never really encouraged uh, at that time to uh, think about science. There were no science labs in the school. Um, So science was a very distant thing that other people did and wasn't for us. Uh, But then I got really lucky in that uh, in Manchester at the time, um, access to mainstream education was coming online for disabled children and I I got really lucky to be selected to go to a mainstream high school and that's where my eyes really opened uh, to science and you know brilliant programs were on the TV at that time like um, Tomorrow's World I don't know if you remember that Ben you might be too young yes yes I do it's fantastic (laughs) Star Trek as well you know brilliant programs like that that just kind of open your imagination about discovery and what we can do uh, if we don't hold ourselves back you know what i mean so um it's that kind of um passion i, I built at high school for science 
and um, I really wanted to be a doctor like uh, Dr. McCoy in Star Trek, have a little probe, um, you know, detect what's wrong with somebody, give them a pill and that'd be fine. I wanted to be a doctor like that, but uh, the careers advisors completely put me off the idea that you're, you're disabled, you're in a wheelchair. How are you going to become a doctor? So forget that idea. It's it's useless even for tune. And uh, that that kind of enraged me, but um, made me continue on the path into science. My mum said to me, maybe you should become a lawyer. And I I, I thought, no, that's not (laughs) what I want to be. I want to be a scientist. That's what I did. And really luckily, again, in my uh, physics teacher's uh, bookshelf at A-level, he had a book that was called Medical Physics. And that um, <clears throat> that was like a bolt of lightning, a huge inspiration that, there we go, if I can't get into medicine as a regular doctor, I can go into medicine through physics. And that's, um, that's what I did. I did my degree and went through. But at university, I had lots of problem with access with the inaccessible buildings and ended up doing a bungee jump with the students. It's pretty cool. Um, on the side of Oxford Road, which is main road in Manchester. Oh, fantastic. Um, and it stopped all the buses looking at this crazy wheelchair. Pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And, and, and Dr. Haroon, I love the fact there that you, um, you know, referencing sort of, you know, sci-fi and because to be honest, I think to, to, to a lot of people, you know, when they, when they start to really think about, you know, technologies like, well, like MRI, which I know, you know, you, you do a lot of research in, it really does sound pretty sci-fi, doesn't it? When you think about it. And it, I think it's probably one of those things that, you know, a lot of people have probably heard the term magnetic resonance imaging. They probably, you know, might, might well have had a couple of scans before, but they probably haven't stopped to think about, you know, the, the fantastic and fascinating science behind it. So I don't know what you think, but I think, yeah, that being interested in the kind of sci-fi programs is really a, a great routine, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think much of the science we're doing, actually, is, is uh, I guess, working towards that, that science fiction uh, that, that used to be fiction, but now becoming more reality, things like artificial intelligence and some stuff like that coming uh, coming about in robotics. Um, you know, it's just incredible what we're achieving right now and the advances we're making. And it all does seem like we're, we're, we're trying to match what science fiction used to be, um, you know. And it, it, it's great as well in programs like Star Trek and other sci-fi that disabled characters, you do see them now. Um, in in some of those uh, settings, which is really nice uh, to see disabled people there as well in the science fiction world. And I know that there are um, science fiction writers who are disabled, uh, kind of struggling in the field, uh, but hopefully they will make a mark as well. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Harina. And now here's here's a question for you. I think this, it might be tough to do off the top of your head, of course, so please don't worry. But I was wondering, because it sounds like you've got, you know, some, some already great ideas that we've already spoken about as kind of sources of inspiration, perhaps out there, if there are any disabled children um, and their parents listening in or they're listening in. And I wonder if you had any ideas about where they could turn to, you know, for inspiration. And it might be, 
you know, check out some sci-fi shows like Star Trek, you know, go back and watch them, uh, get into Star Wars, you know, so it might be that or there might be a book because I know you mentioned, um, you know, a particular book was one of those turning points um, for you, you know, to, to kind of go down that route into science. Have you got anything obvious like that that you could sort of say, hey, go and check this out? I don't, it might be a tough question, but just thought I'd ask it. You know what, there's a brilliant book that's been uh, published in the last, I think it was last year, maybe the year before that, but it's called Superhero Scientist. And it's come out of uh, Queen Mary's University. Um, and they've uh, published this book, uh, kind of profiling all sorts of amazing scientists uh, from history, from the present time, and such a diverse collection as well, including people with many different kinds of uh, disability but disability itself is is a uh, a form <coughs> uh, us disabled people like to call it a form of oppression yes. is what disability is and we are disabled because of the barriers in society in terms of you know inaccessible places but also attitudes and stereotypes stereotypes like around what a scientist should look like or what an academic should be and uh you know we're we're working hard with uh with amazing organizations like ellie's lightyear foundation to break those barriers down to really kind of overcome those misconceptions so yeah one one brilliant book is that superhero scientist i would really recommend young people going to that and uh reading some of those stories but yeah, you're definitely right, Ben. I mean, um, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars, get into that, become avid fans. It will get you far. Yes, thank you very much, Doctor. And that's that's awesome. Yeah, well, definitely hope people go ahead and uh, and have a read of Superhero Scientists. And I think, um, yeah, to kind of on the, on the topic of you know things, th- you know things that people could go away and, and try. And and I'll put this question to uh, to to both of you if that's right. And so please do you know jump in, Ellie, or, or you, indeed yourself, Doctor, and just jump in. But I just really want to ask about whether there's anything that people you know should be doing, can be doing to help. Um, it might just be a simple question of you know we'll go away today and read up a bit get informed about you know these issues um, and the kind of discrepancies in, in the number of disabled scientists you know look at that and get understand it and try and do something about it but I don't know if there's anything obvious that we can be doing um, to help that you'd like to sort of you know tell people to go away today and have a think about I'll put the question to to both of you if that's all right. Yes, I think um, it links into what uh, Dr. Haroon was saying about um, attitudes and stereotypes and everyone always questioning your own perceptions and attitudes towards other people. Um, I think it's important to think about venues uh, that we go to as young children that trigger a really a love of STEM in, in early childhood, visitor attractions and science museums. And, and actually, when you go in them, and try and look at them from a different perspective, um, you realise how inaccessible they can be. For example, a lack of braille on exhibits or maybe a lack of warning um, before loud noises um, or perhaps just a a lot of steps making it physically inaccessible. So I think just being more broad-minded about the places that you are going to and visiting and thinking about what those places are like for other people trying to access those opportunities. 
Yes, fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Ellie, and, and thank you, Hamid, as well. I, I'm worried your time, so I won't keep you for too much longer now, but what I'd really like to do at this point, if that's okay, is is really just, um, and, and again, it might be one you know that's a bit tough to off the top of your head. I, I can find the links myself, of course, but I just wonder if you have any links, you know, whether that be to go ahead and check out the Lightyear Foundation, if you had any links to get across to people today to learn a bit more about what we've been chatting about, that would be awesome. You feel, do feel free to you know throw those out there for, for the audience to to have a look at yes absolutely so you can find our role models and all of their interviews on our website which is lightyearfoundation.org and you can also find more information about our other programs which help to increase access to stem for disabled children well, thank you very much, Ellie, and thank you, Hamid. Now it's come to the ultimate question, and I did give you warning, so I don't feel I don't feel quite as mean now because you know you've had about oh, ten minutes of time to be thinking about the perfect song choice. So over to you both. What is your song choice? <laughs> Please, could we have Lady Gaga "Born This Way"? Yes, absolutely. Perfect. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's really, really topical as well. Absolutely spot on. Thank you very much. And, and thank you, Hamid, as well for, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Um, and I think yeah, you so really much. lovely words for, uh, you know, people to just to go away and hopefully be inspired. And let's hope they go away and become massive sci-fi fans and get into science. <laughs> Absolutely. Science needs them. Science needs all of us. Thank you so much, Ben. Thank Thank you both. I'll let you go. And thank you again for your time. Pleasure to have you on the show.